Have you seen my, hey, have you seen my friend? Oh, I'm so excited. I get dance moves, faces off. No respect, no honor. Easy peasy. And they look Popping like dogs. dogs. Just hoping somebody can recognize them. Here's spot. Are you a soldier? Baby face boys. Very funny. No heels allowed. Welcome back to the Babyface Bullies podcast, your premier podcast for fun, important, vital pro wrestling news. I'm Sammers, and I'm joined as always by my husband, my friend, but most importantly, my podcast partner, Vintown. Vintown, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing just great. Ready for another exciting episode of the Babyface Bullies podcast. I can hardly wait, honestly. But first, we have to take time to plug our shit. So check out our YouTube. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Click those thumbs up, those stars. You know what to do. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. At BBY Face Bullies. No A. No A because we never got A's in school. Just speak kidding. for yourself. I got all A's. Okay, speak for me. <laughs> I do. All right, take us away, Vintown. Well, first of all, I just want to say, if you're coming to this podcast for Money in the Bank results, you're coming to the wrong place. We're recording at approximately, what time is it? 1 p.m.? Uh, so we're recording at approximately 20 minutes before the show starts. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have any results. And we will not. Yeah, we're probably not going to be watching that event anyway. So we are, we have no money in the bank. We're not money driven. So our checks are bouncing. My cash flow is dried up. My stimulus check ain't here. So I can't watch others put money up on this pedestal and chase after it. (laughs) It's not in my moral code. However, we did watch some wrestling this week. We watched AEW Dynamite, the first live episode in about four weeks. What Wasn't did you it longer? Think? Maybe five weeks? Sure. Okay. What did you think of this week's show? I was blown away. I did not think, I guess I shouldn't have expectations like this, but I did not think it would be that good, but it was good. Yeah, they had a much bigger crowd than usual, which was, you know, better than some ring of honor crowds these past couple of years <laughs> so wow. the reactions were there yeah i like how they still are doing the heel side and the baby face side yeah maybe invite a few more heels to the show because it looked like about six to 15 <laughs> right like why can't lance archer sit in the crowd or like jake the snake sat in the crowd that one week yeah lance archer's too big for that mm. nobody like serious sits in the crowd Wow, okay. You never see Mox sitting out there. <laughs> well, he's a lone wolf. Yeah, it's like, how do you know who's in the AEW world title picture? Who is not sitting in the crowd? <laughs> you don't see fucking Kenny, Cody. They ain't sitting out there. That's true. Like, we are too, we are too famous to cheer We're on our fellow wrestlers. We're drinking tea in the back because they don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Pinkies up. Pinkies up heels down cody's just like smoking like all these cigars <laughs> in the back they can't even see each other right <laughs> like who said that he's lighting it with a crisp 100 hundred dollar bill 
<laughs> as he watches his wife get assaulted and doesn't come out. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, that that part I was not a fan of at all. Yeah, so let's talk about some things we liked first. Uh, the, man, the show started off with Joey Janela taking on Cody, and there was a very special guest in the crowd. Who was that guest, Sam? The guest was none other than that man, Nasty Leroy. Nasty Leroy, for those who don't know, is basically Joey's co-host on his Janela Zone Instagram live show, the biggest dumpster fire in all of wrestling, in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> Um, and there was a surprise. Nasty Leroy did not fly with Joey. No. So we had thought, oh, that's awesome. Joey asked that he could be there. He got him a ticket that got them to agree to let him come. Well, this weekend on the Janela Zone, uh, Joey covered the story and basically said that Cody and QT Marshall got Leroy to come as a surprise for Joey and it was supposed to be a surprise to, for Joey to see Leroy in the crowd but then <laughs> Joey went outside of his hotel to smoke a cigarette and right at that moment Leroy was walking to check into the hotel. <laughs> yeah, so Joey's like what the fuck are you doing here? And then yeah. he uh, went to Cody and he's like look dude, I know what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like that story. It was, I thought it was pretty nice. Yeah. I like how AEW has decided, like, Cody and QT Marshall decided that, like, Nasty Leroy and Cody is the equivalent to, like, a dad coming home from war and surprising <laughs> his kids at a baseball game, you know? Yeah, do you think, like, Joey would have started crying during his entrance? Like, Leroy! Right, it would be covered on ESPN. A real yeah. heartfelt moment out of AEW These this two week. men who have never met in real life ever before <laughs> right. reunited for the first time. But it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, then Joey then wrestled Cody. Mm-hmm. Took the L. Match. Took the L, but hey. Cody did a moonsault off of the stage. Yeah, that was when you could tell, like, oh, everyone's really hyped up to be here. Like, they've all been quarantined long enough. They're ready to fucking go. Mm-hmm. Cody did the classic throw his belt into the crowd, and Sheeta caught it. Right. She was ready to, like, fight Trent or whoever it was. <laughs> like, I'm taking it. I get this yeah. fucking belt. It's mine. It says love wins on it or something. What? It had some kind of pride stickers thing on it oh it did i thought it did okay check that out anyway a lot of interesting stuff on the show this week but how can we not just talk about this main event street fight i totally forgot it was a street fight even though they said it probably eight thousand times during the course of the show so when sammy guevara walked out in jeans i was like oh my god do you think he forgot his gear And now he has to wrestle in jeans. Like, yeah, no like, one could like, borrow him gear. Or... Uh, it's a street <laughs> fight, Sam. Uh... And I guess I didn't realize when it's a street fight, you wear, like, your street clothes. Yeah, man, streetwear. Although, you can't tell me. Kenny Omega would ever wear jeans on a normal basis. No, speaking of someone who forgot their gear, Kenny Omega, because he clearly <laughs> borrowed, like, Tony Khan's pair of pants. And a revolution because t-shirt. They were above his ankles on the bottom. Can you wear in floods? Right. Yeah, he looks so awkward wearing jeans. Like when I saw you wearing jeans for the first time, I was like, something isn't is this a glitch in the yeah, matrix right now? I get that all the time. Me and Kenny Omega just like one to one, apples to no, apples. That's Ibushi. Orange we'll get to that. Orange. Yeah, Kenny 
Definitely does not wear jeans on a regular basis. Oh, no way. And he doesn't cut the sleeves off his t-shirt because they were kind of like... I was like, does he just have the sleeves rolled up? Oh, no, he cut them off, but he cut them like too long. So it looked like there were still sleeves on it. I guess I'm just from a real dirtbag hometown where... When you cut the sleeves off, you cut it all the way down the side, so it's your shirt is just barely holding on sure. as one piece. I can relate. You cut your shirts like that? No, not at all. Oh, okay. I can relate to Kenny not knowing how to cut a shirt, because oh. I've never done that before, with except with my teeth. Gotcha. Uh, Kenny's tag team partner in this match was the Matt Hardy. Damascus. Came, yeah, Damascus. Came out in leather pants. <laughs> Got thrown into an ice cooler. Is that when he changed? Oh, no. Got got thrown in backstage, the back. Backstage. Yeah. Came back out dressed like Attitude Broken. Era. Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's what that one was. Mm-hmm. Then got thrown in an ice chest. Came out <laughs> as the broken, broken Damascus. Damascus broken Matt Hardy compound. The third. Rebby Hardy Maxwell. Make them cheeks clap. The third. Yeah, they went in the back, like in the area leading up to to the field. Yeah. The football field. Yeah, apparently Daly's Place and the Jacksonville Jaguars football stadium is the same building. Yeah. Which, hey, the more you know. The more you know. So, yes, there was ice involved. There was uh, barricades. There was concession stand garage door things. You know, the things that go down. There was... uh... Kenny Omega flipping off of a, was that a cherry picker? A cherry picker, a lift thing. The lift, yeah. I was like, there's a hell of a lot of OSHA violations in this match. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what I like Chris, to see. Chris Jericho putting the cone on his head and laughing like. <laughs> yeah, he's like, definitely a death eater. No, that is what my sleep paralysis demon looks like. like no lie. Like, imagine that night you, you can't move. And you just fucking see that. Like, oh, hey, Chris. <laughs> That's all you can do. Yeah, but- I'm sure his wife feels like that at night, too. <laughs> oh, Chris just standing hey, Chris. over the bed after 10 yeah boys. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, God damn it. I thought I threw out the last cone. Where do you keep finding these? He's like, I got the hookup. But the piece de resistance. The golf cart mule thing. Yeah, the image that spawned a thousand memes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this one, but like Ryan Satin made a meme. Like, oh, uh, Sammy Guevara's his opinion. And oh, then I did. the card is like his Twitter wrestling Twitter reacting to him. Yeah. But then someone in the comments put like me trying to enjoy AEW as the cart and Ryan Satin's shitty tweets as the person. Just like some random person did this. Wouldn't that be reverse? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Okay. But like Ryan Satin was like really hurt about it. And like <laughs> replying to like just some nobody like, why would you do that? Like, oh my why would you God. say that? AEW is one of my favorite shows. It's just like, shut up. Yeah. Um, I liked when Matt Hardy was like, trying to hotwire it and he didn't know how to start it but then he's like document these events yeah. <laughs> that's me when i'm like eight uh, modelos in on a friday night and i'm trying to do a tiktok dance and i'm telling you like document these events 
Yeah, you can follow those TikToks. No, you can't because they never get uploaded. No, because I can't dance. I can't move my body like that, you know. With, like Phil by, Collins. By using my brain. I can't dance. <laughs> I, a fun thing about the Street Fright was, though, um, all of the AEW wrestlers documenting it on their Instagram stories. Oh, my gosh. And Britt Baker was just legendary. Yeah. I think you can search. I think someone uploaded it to YouTube, a collaborate. Uh, mm-hmm. YouTube or Twitter. Compilation. Yeah. You can just hear her being like, what the hell? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Come on, Chris, kill him. Uh, that was really good. Yeah. A true star of the show, Britt Baker, as always. Yeah. Really leaning into this heel character. Yeah. I was thinking about this. Because I listened to, uh, is a little bit older episode of her on Chris Jericho's podcast. Okay. And I was thinking, she's like, this is my first time ever being a heel. So -hmm. it's like her whole career, it's been like, hey, you're a girl wrestler and you're a babyface. So it's like, you really don't need to have a personality. Just like, be pretty and be a wrestler. Like, she didn't really have a character. Yeah. That was why when she first started at AEW, everyone's like, Oh, she's a dentist. She's a dentist. Because there was like nothing else yeah, they, to say about it. Yeah, her. she wasn't she saying didn't, anything else, yeah, really. She, and then it's like now she actually gets a chance to be somebody. And mm-hmm. she's doing a great job. Yeah, speaking of when she was a baby face, remember when her and Adam Cole were on Anthony Bourdain's show? Oh, yeah. Classic Fucking episode. legendary. Yeah, and, on, I didn't tell you this. On the Chris Jericho podcast she did, Yeah, she didn't know who Anthony Bourdain was. And Adam Cole was like, you need to reply to that email right now. That's the biggest heel move she's ever done. Why did you tell me that? That is so sad. Do you think Adam Cole knew? Yeah, and then she was like, uh, yeah, do you, what, I wonder what ever happened to that guy. Do you think he's still around? I should call him sometime. She didn't. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I was about to be like, she's done. I don't want to see her anymore. Yeah, I will have to find that episode watch that again yeah it's a good one it was no reservations right no reservations or the layover or no i think i think it was no parts reservations. Unknown? man he has a lot of shows he does r.i.p man pouring one out for you into my mouth whatever whatever show it was it was the one story like this i took a walk in I think this that's no beautiful world no na, 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 reservations na. I was actually gonna say I think those parts unknown. What? Goes, really? Parts unknown. <laughs> <laughs> we stand Anthony Bourdain in this house. His shows are so good and easy yeah. to watch. Yeah, that's what makes me so mad about that Dave Chang show. Like Anthony Bourdain was like his mentor. It's like why isn't this show as good as that? Is that that one ugly delicious? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that one just doesn't click for me. Yeah, I prefer the one on Vice. Oh God. <laughs> Fuck, that's delicious. Fuck, that's delicious. Hey, I'm Action Bronson, and I'm here in some chicken wings. (laughs) Spot on impression? Yes. (laughs) You know what would be good for a cooking show be? Jimmy Havoc. Oh, my God. (laughs) That would be really good. Except he looks like he doesn't eat. Well, he knows how to cook, and he gets Uber Eats. <laughs> He'd be like, we're here at McDonald's. I've gotten them via Uber Eats, so I'm here to eat in person now. My only reason I thought that is because I was picturing like his voice saying, fuck, that's delicious. Fuck, that's delicious. Well, it would be a different show. It would be called Jimmy Havoc's Happy Hour. No, it would be called Feck. How about- Feck, that's delicious. <laughs> Bloody hell. <head. laughs> 
sorry, Jimmy, we love you. There's sorry, there's no Jimmy Havoc happy hour this week. I know we just lost like eight. 15,000 listeners, but we'll be back soon with a Jimmy Havoc happy hour. Right. We love Jimmy Havoc in this house. So the AEW Street Fight, though, was really a great capper to the show and really shows like how good AEW has like, become at empty arena wrestling. Like It feels fresh. It feels exciting. It does. Um, definitely using what they got, using their means to make something What's it called? A sum greater than its Yeah, pr- the sum is greater than the parts. <laughs> yes. The sum of all fears. Tom Clancy novel. Uh-huh. However, when they all went to the back. Here's, okay, let's take it through. So they start to brawl into the crowd. The crowd's getting a little excited, you know, but everyone's sitting far apart. Everyone's mm-hmm. getting excited. And Bryce Remsburg, our friend, the referee, mm-hmm. is trying to keep things under control. And you hear him, all the four wrestlers go down stairs, down below stairs, to the yeah. concession area, and they're brawling. And you hear Bryce Rensberg yell at the fans, go back to your seats. Yeah. And nobody listened to him. Just all of a sudden, like for a while, it was just them wrestling. Right. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 everyone's down there. Right. And they're right <laughs> on top of each other. And then this is where, like, look, I stay in AEW. I'm not going to call them a liar, but... When you say all the staff and all the wrestlers have been tested. Yes. And that's who's watching the show. Yes. And then you get downstairs and you see a bunch of fucking little kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, what's their every, job? Everyone in the crowd is works for AEW. Right. Is either a wrestler or a staff member. And then you see, yeah, these fucking little kids. Right. Like, you could say, like, you know, we let staff members bring their family, but the family had to be tested. Yeah. But they was just like, nope, there's kids here now. Yeah. It was like... What the fuck are these kids? Right. You know, we're an anti-kids podcast. So (laughs) it's Mother's Day when we're recording this. And you know what? We've been just flipping the bird every car that drives by. (laughs) Hey, you got kids in there? (laughs) Fuck you. You a mother? You're what's wrong with this country. (laughs) Having kids. How dare you procreate? (laughs) Yep. But but like, I, I think AEW is doing... As best as they can in the circumstances. You know, if they don't do shows, they might go out of business. So they have to do shows. Yeah. So as long as they test everyone who's there, and I don't care if they, you know, have even more fans. If it's like people they've tested. Yeah. I would say for now, keep it limited to people who work there and their families. Maybe disclose that. Like people work here and their families. School is online. These kids don't have school tomorrow. I mean, right. it's Florida. Do they go to school anyway? Those kids looked like they're from Florida. <laughs> yeah, they did. Oh my god, <laughs> gator bait. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all Floridians, specifically only Ashley's mom. Specifically only Jimmy Havoc. Oh well, he's not originally from Florida. You know, the he, penis of America. He is now. This is what the world we live in. You know, I would rather have wrestling be there. What I would really ultimately like would be for Tony Khan to just buy an island and have it just be AW Island. You sound a little you're getting a little uh, in murky waters there. Buy an island and just put a bunch of people on it and have them fight for monetary gains. Yeah, I guess that's more of a UFC move. Oh yeah. See, I was thinking Epstein. <laughs> oh jeez. I don't think he was making uh, people cut that, fight. Cut that. You don't know. He didn't. This kill is himself. an offline conversation. <laughs> 
But it was a good show. Speaking of Tony Khan. Okay. Do we have time? We have all the time in the world. Yeah, we really do. We both separately listen to AEW Unrestricted podcast. If you can tell by now, this is an AEW household. Yeah, boy. Get over it, I guess. Uh, but they had, they had Tony Khan on, and they discussed putting on a wrestling program in the midst of our current day situation, mm-hmm. in the midst of a pandemic. I just have to say, Tony Khan is either a, a like genius robot half AI, or he is like... <laughs> A total idiot but like a sociopath so he can convince people like <laughs> persuade people really easily or he's just a nice guy and he's really smart and i'm jealous and insecure and i can't handle it <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna tell you where i fall on this side of the argument i got something percolating in my mind but i need some more evidence before i get there oh okay i'll look forward to that yeah your thesis on Kony Khan. I mean, but, but I do. I mean, I just have a built-in bias against sons of rich people because I grew up in, in a, yeah, I mean, I grew up in a town where everyone was really rich and there's a bunch of little assholes who are my mm-hmm. age or older. So that's always been embedded in me. And I try not to take that out on poor Tony, Tony Khan. Right. But sometimes my head thinks these things. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe that's it. Like. How can someone this rich actually care about people, too? There's no way he's this nice and he's this smart to put together these storylines within two hours of finding out they have to... See, that's, like, what annoys me a little bit. Like, you got the books, you got Cody, you got Kenny, and you're just gonna write a whole storyline in five minutes in your trailer and then brag about it? Like... What the hell is the point of having executive vice presidents if you're going to do that? Break that you did it on your own. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what I don't like in any sort of boss. If Hey, if if you're a boss, take this piece of advice. Even if you did all the work yourself, say we did it. Yeah, that's that's that's, a good point. That's just a a thing I learned from reading books. Well, being a boss. Being a boss. Was it by Sasha Banks? Yeah. If you've read Sasha Banks... had a baby right if you've read that book by sasha Banks, if you listen to sasha banks rap album you know i downloaded it off kazaa <laughs> i thought it was untitled i downloaded it off napster okay <laughs> limewire limewire and what about it you just became a boss by no that like it? she didn't write a book about how to be a boss she just sung about it oh, okay and it was like if you think of an idea give the <laughs> hang on i got it i got it okay if you think of an idea give it credit to the group because you are going to be rich anyway, so who cares? That's inspiring. No, no, slip it on on the way. <laughs> hey, you, get me coffee. <laughs> and now and then it's like her cousin Snoop Dogg comes in. Yeah. Don't no. pretend to be Snoop Dogg. <laughs> the, only, the only way I'll pretend to be Snoop Dogg is if you put a glass of gin and juice in front of me. A Snoop Dogg. <laughs> But, however, getting back to the podcast, it was pretty interesting just for him to, like, go through the thought process and really that, remember when we had that story about how cops were sent to the facility where they were Mm -hmm. doing the show on Thursday night or whatnot, 
they literally like Wednesday found out they were going to have to pre-record all these episodes. And by Thursday, they were in the midst of recording all these episodes right. of and they filmed like or it was like a 24 hour work day yeah, or something was, yeah. he said. They said the best friends did four matches in 24 hours. Just crazy. See, mm-hmm. that's where something where my negative thoughts about Sons of Billionaires pushes back. Because that was a situation where somebody needed to step up and be a leader. And he actually did that. He did. So, you know, good for him. Yeah. And I, he did give credit like to the people who were there. He's like, you know, we told everyone to stay safe. If you right. don't feel comfortable coming, no way. Don't come. If you can, great. He said, we only had like a quarter of our roster there and we just had to make it work. Right. And I'm really thankful to the people who were yeah. there. Aubrey re- refereed like a million matches. Uh, best friends wrestled four matches in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did a great job putting them over. Oh, yeah. Putting Jimmy Havoc over. So mm-hmm. I guess we got to we gotta give the guy some credit. Yeah. So, you know, thank you, Tony, for recognizing where talent is talent. Even though you didn't say the best friends' names, you only referred to them as the best friends. Right. And then you said, like, I'm expecting Orange Cassidy to get a rating. I hope he does. Like when every metric that you can look at shows he's like the biggest star that you have. Yeah. And like not even mentioning. Oh, shit. Now we're dissing on him again. The Trent Kenny match. Right. Like, okay, dude. But I I don't know. (laughs) So give that podcast a listen if you're interested. I think it's a good listen. Good behind the scenes stories. Yeah. He's, I mean, like I said, he's, uh, my brain can't decipher what he is, but he is an interesting guy. That's, yeah, that's definitely true. And he's hey, like, you know, he's he's not covering up murders like the owner of the other company. So, or is he? that's a win? <laughs> we don't know what happened to those people who reported uh, them for recording shows. We don't know what happened to them. So while these wrestlers were busy going live on television. Other wrestlers were busy in a different way. They were busy on social media. Mm-hmm. Technological romance. Okay, well, a tweet this week that we saw shared a clip from a High Spots Wrestling Network show from a few years ago where Kevin Steen talked about playing with his action figures. And yeah. I, I, uh, let's just play it real quick. Okay. When I used to play with my action figures, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I would have the music queued up for the guys' entrances. But for Steve Austin, I didn't. I felt like the music wasn't enough. I needed like a special effect. Sure. So I threw a mug at a wall to do the glass break. <laughs> wow! But I'm stupid. Yeah. You First are. of all, the mug is not glass. It was uh, whatever they're Ceramic. made of. Yeah. I threw that fucking thing as hard as I could at a wall. It wasn't a brick wall or anything. It was just a regular wall. So it just caved in. And stayed there. That's My dad came home. That's a hell of an effect. I was 17. <laughs> I think uh, Jimmy Jacobs' reaction says it all. Yeah, Jimmy Jacobs is absolutely corpsing. And like Kevin Steen slash Kevin Owens. Yeah, like- I mean, I knew there was something coming. Just like, okay, this story is funny, but like, what? Right. But when he says, oh, 17. <laughs> <laughs> to throw 
own coffee mug. Jimmy Jigs. Right. Jimmy Jigs was like, dude, when I was 17, I was getting laid, you nerd. <laughs> You're playing with fucking Stone Cold action figures. Yeah. Classic. Classic clip. Yeah. that's That, a, ma- that made me laugh. Pretty yeah. The Kevin good. Steen show on High Spots Network is a lot of fun. I haven't really watched any. There's one yeah, with Chuck so... Taylor, one with the Young Bucks. Mm. Oh, I'm intrigued. Adam Cole, baby. He loves Adam Cole. Really? Yeah, he's that's like his favorite wrestler, Adam Cole. Still? Yeah. Oh my god. There was like a rumor last year that he was going to go back to NXT and wrestle Adam Cole. Or did that happen? No, I don't think it happened. Mm. He's going to wrestle him and then they're going to be friends and then they're going to get in a feud and then they're going to be friends and then they're going to get in a feud. Yeah. Just like Kevin and Sami Zayn. Except I can't wait. By the time Adam Cole gets to Raw, he's going to be like 50 years old. <laughs> He'll be like, one time I was on Anthony Bourdain's show. <laughs> <laughs> That's how 50 year olds sound, right? Yep. One time. Do you know who Anthony Bourdain is? I was thinking the other day, and I looked. I actually looked it up with the help of my friend, the Scotsman, from the Going Over podcast. I looked it up who is a bigger star, Britt Baker or Adam Cole. You and just Googled that? Like, like looking at Google Trends. Okay. Like, to see oh. like what they search for. Yeah. And Britt's still behind, but she's getting close. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I hope it's not like a... I hope that doesn't ruin their relationship like a Anna Ferris... Uh, oh, whatever his name Chris is, Pratt. Chris Pratt. I I like how I forgot the more famous person. Not in our world. <laughs> yeah, we're a scary movie household. <laughs> yeah, we're a scary movie. Marvel never heard of her. Okay. We're a scary movie household. <laughs> so for the third week in a row, we have some Carmella news oh as well. Oh my god! So two weeks ago, we shared a video where Carmella. And Corey Graves got into a very public disagreement about him not wanting to have sex with her. Like a panda. So last week, she dressed up like each member of the S.H.I.E.L.D. and did a TikTok. Mm-hmm. And this week, she dressed up like Stone Cold Steve Austin, complete with bald cap and mustache, and did another TikTok. Yes. Now look, this TikTok is amazing. She remembers all the words to the promo. Lip syncs them perfectly. Yeah. Like, to get the cadence down. Like, it's not a short promo. I mean, you could think that you know the Austin 316 promo. Right. But from 30 seconds before he says Austin 316 to where he actually says it, to memorize all that and, like, the exact timing of it. Right. That takes talent. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Or, like, short-term memory. (laughs) No, that's a medium-term memory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, the TikTok itself is outstanding. Yes. But now I'm starting to see a trend. Okay. Two weeks ago, her significant other said he doesn't find her that attractive. <clears throat> and then two weeks in a row, she just dressed up like a man. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, but- like made herself... The, besides her Roman Reigns outfit, which I was, was the reason I said "Oh God" is because I thought of her as Roman which Reigns, which was legitimately and I had a little reaction, legitimately hot. Like she was so hot, so so sexy, so yeah. erotic. Yeah, I'm gonna write Carmella Roman Reigns fan fiction, but it's just Carmella as Roman Reigns. <laughs> However, Ooh, her scorching. as Seth Rollins and her as Stone Cold, <laughs> not so much. And this is her saying, "Like, look, dude." 
You're not attracted to me? I'll fucking show you. <laughs> I'll show you how hot I am. It's also like, so you just had these wigs and this bald cap? Or are, you can't even really get it on Amazon because everything on Amazon is like, it'll get to you. Hey, she lives in Florida, so. So everything's open? Yeah. Okay. The wig store is a central business in Florida. It could be. It is. Oh, okay. I looked it up on centralfloridabusinesses.net. So Carmela is blowing us out of the water. I can't wait to see what she pulls out this week. Yeah, she's she's ice cold. Give her who a follow. Who do you want to see? Who do you want to see Carmela do? <laughs> um, you know, I think a lot of people will be expecting her to do like The Rock or The Undertaker. But what I really want is her to do like a Hulk Hogan like coked up promo. <laughs> Just like straight blonde hair, bald on top, big ugly mustache, you know? Yeah, that'd be that'd be one to pull off. Yeah. That would be sweet. What if she did like a Corey Graves? <laughs> <laughs> no one would watch. <laughs> so, yeah. Check her out. Or else or- how about this? Carmela as like Jim Ross. Oh, God. She just puts on a cowboy hat. Oh, sassafras. Give me some barbecue. You know what they say about wrestling? High risk, high reward. How about Jim Ross on commentary this week? Hey, guess what? You didn't need to be there, weirdo. Why are you there? You shouldn't be there. You're you're a high... What do they call it? High risk. (laughs) High reward! High risk individual. But I was happy to have Excalibur back. Oh, yeah. He's the man. I saw this in the Wrestling Observer. I was reading earlier today. Wait, don't we have a whole segment for this? No, not for not for this part. Oh, okay, okay. We should get to that next. Yes, sir. That Dave was saying that Jim Ross was saying something about like tag team wrestlers and singles wrestlers. Like, eh, it's better to be a singles wrestler because you make more money, not like a tag team. When the whole point of AEW is like, nope, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, who was he saying that about? I heard him say that. I think was it. I think it was for SCU, like when it was oh, yeah. versus. Yeah, Mox. he was saying like maybe they'll break up soon. We don't know. Right? He's like, are you spoiling what's gonna happen? Right. Or I mean, is he just like going into business for himself? You know? Yeah. It's like what the heck? Yeah. I don't know. Like, Wait, some more barbecue. I feel like here's a thought I had in the this week versus the last three or four weeks proved it to me. When they signed JR, they thought they were getting like this voice from the past that everyone's going to love. People are going to tune in just to listen to him because he's famous. Mm-hmm. Which they they did get that. But they got it with Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Now with JR. Yeah. Like everybody loves Tony Schiavone. I love Tony Schiavone. He's so earnest. And like, I don't, I don't know him from the past. That's not why I, that's right. not why I tune in. <laughs> right. I tune in because I want to watch, but. He's so like earnest, and when Britt Baker is cutting a promo on him, he's like, "You're, uh, you're okay." Yeah, <laughs> he's just like happy to be there. Yeah, exactly. And like, and he does want. the podcast, and he's always so like, he's like trying to be professional and do his best. Yeah, and like sometimes the he AEW slips. Podcast. He, he slips up, and or you know he doesn't know what to say, or right. he kind of jumbles his words. Right, but he he's trying his best. You yeah. can tell. Not the podcast he does with Conrad, which is I've never listened to that. The number one life. podcast for horny pervs. Oh, maybe I should listen to it. No, you should. 
but I'm looking for a mortgage refinance. So that's something that David Meltzer talked about this David week. Meltzer. Of course, that's not all he reported. He also oh said, had this to say in this week's... Seductive Dave Meltzer. So seductive. Shivani said that he had never seen a street fight with a golf cart. Actually, the last time was two weeks earlier on BTE. What? It's like, he's just like, um, well, actually, Tony, there was a golf cart and BTE. Just like being the ultimate, uh, I don't know, fax nerd. Yeah. Like a uh, troll. Yeah. It was like BTE 200 wasn't a street fight. Was it? Did they call it a street fight? Even if it was. It was false cut anywhere. I don't know. These match. These match. False count anywhere. No holds barred. Street fight. Like, why was it like a street fight? Is just supposed to be a street fight. It's not supposed to be false count anywhere. That's why I was confused on Dynamite when oh. they pinned them. But I, I feel like we're just all making it up as we go. Yeah. Also, David, maybe he meant that he had never seen anyone run over somebody in a, right, in a, right. with a golf cart in a match. Not like where your brother gives you a ride up to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Tony's saying, I don't watch BTE, you fucking dork. Yeah. YouTube, what is that? Yeah. YouTube, more like boob tube. <laughs> I like boobs. Tony Schiavone, 2020. <laughs> Even though he's on like road to a, a bunch of weeks, he's like, I don't know why I record these. They just <laughs> tell me to record them. I, I think they just like hear my voice. I'm like, why aren't these ever on Dynamite? I recorded every week. I think we did some good stuff. Hey, Cody, I have a few quick questions here. You told me to go in my Batman office. I don't know why. I had to record that if you weren't even going to use it. Watch out, bitches. So, just like everyone listening or watching, we are also quarantined at home. Or at least you should be if you have the ability. (laughs) So, we like to bring a recommendation for you. In our segment we call Quarantine Theater. This is a uh, kind of an oldie. I mean, not really, but it seems Last old. Year? It seems old. Yeah. Uh, it aired on TS- TSN out of Canada, so I had to find a little download situation for it. But it was called Omega Man, mm-hmm. a documentary about Kenny Omega. And it was our first time watching it. Yeah, our first time watching it. <sighs> so this documentary basically goes through... You know, how he ended up going to Japan. He was signed to WWE Developmental. And then he decided to go to Japan because that wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. How he became a star. His relationship with Kota Ibushi. Queer stories and wrestling. Yeah, it covered a wide variety. Yeah, I'm not going to say things. it covered anything well. <laughs> it, it, it tried to do too much for a document, documentary that was ultimately like 45 minutes long. Yeah. But it did it did cover a lot of the big stuff. Yeah, it did make some good points. I mean, I think you can tell that they didn't really know what to focus on when his parents were in it for literally 14 seconds. Yeah, and that was probably <laughs> one of the best parts of the entire movie. Um, you should watch this yourself, but there's a part where they're talking about whether or not Kenny and Coda like, were really lovers on screen, off screen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Kenny's dad, Mr. Smith, 
he says, he says, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't really know what the deal is. Yeah, you know, give me another crawler. Stuff goes around online. And, and then his mom is like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, well, you don't, you don't follow him on the internet. She's like, no, what are you talking about? Like, is our son gay? Yeah, like, you don't even follow him in real life either. Like, know what he's doing in his job. Right. <laughs> I mean, I get, I, I get it. Like, I don't see Kenny's mom watching DDT Universe, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but it's still. Yeah, it like, was. It wow. was interesting. All you have to do is Google your son's wrestling name once. Yeah. And you'll probably find a hundred stories she about like Tyson Smith wrestling. <laughs> Wait, that's not it. Uh, Tyson. That's his name. Tyson Omega <laughs> wrestling. Oh, he, he told me. I know it. It's right at the tip of my tongue. Uh, Tim Horton. <laughs> I know it's something to do with video games. Mario Brother Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi Omega. What is this all about? Oh, my God. Yeah, a lot of good stuff with Kota Ibushi. Like, honestly, this thing just made oh me want to watch New Japan DDT old stuff. Yeah. I'm like gonna start crying because <laughs> I just want them to be happy now because it ended when they were still like uh, all in had just happened. That kind of seemed like was the last thing that went into this documentary. Maybe a little bit after all in, yeah. or a little bit after. Yeah, they didn't they they didn't know about AEW, so mm-hmm. and that was only you know. Yeah, so at the end it was like you know we're happy. To be back together as the golden lovers, and you know we're we squashed everything, and and as we know now in 2020, they, that might not be the case. Yeah, and it's it like breaks even my if <laughs> broke my heart, broke my damn heart. Even I mean, you know, whether it's a real relationship or not, I just want them in the same wrestling universe. Yes. You know, yeah. I just want them to team up. Yeah, they wrestle each other. It's like this is it. This is the peak of wrestling. Yeah, Kenny and lovers. Coda. Even if they weren't lovers, to have a friend like that strong, where you're just in sync with them. Yeah, like Kenny was saying, we jump the same height, we land at the same time, we like we go through something once and we have it down. Right, and then to not have that friendship anymore because of different circumstances like sucks yeah i was like kenny leave aew yeah leave me (laughs) if you can i give you permission to leave as long as you go and be happy (laughs) that's all i want yeah it's a good watch uh the all-in footage really also hit us hard yeah we've never watched all-in back i don't think i could handle it because at the end of all-in i was crying (laughs) Yeah, that was the greatest was event we've bawling. ever been to. I was absolutely bawling in my seat. Um, I just get emotional sometimes. Hey, and it was an emotion-packed all. day. I was just so happy for them. Wrestler of the week. Well, that brings us to. The end of our show, which we always end with our wrestler of the week. Sam, who is your wrestler of the week? Well, probably uh, pretty obvious because I have short-term memory, but my wrestler of the week is Kenny Omega. (laughs) (laughs) 
Amen to that. Part of the documentary, oh, I guess it was a good portion of the documentary. He's saying, uh, talking about women's wrestling and how he just wants to have the women as be equals. Like, you know, how we were kind of talking about Britt Baker. Like, oh, she's a woman wrestler. Guess she's a baby face and she's good. Right. It was like, no, women can have storylines and character development. And it showed him like wrestling Sheeta and Asuka and the little girl and how he used to be in charge of the women of AEW. It's like, what happened? Like, why why isn't the women's uh, program stronger? But beyond that, he's a great wrestler. I'm so jealous of his hair. Uh, he's my wrestler of the week. Yeah, the thing with Kenny is he's the best. Yeah. Like, honestly... Like, if you look at, you know, this year is pretty messed up. If you look at wrestler of the year, like, qualifications, well, he was in the greatest tag match of all time already. Uh People are always like, why isn't he the same as he was in New Japan? It's just like he's not a singles wrestler as much. That's why. Right. And it's not like New Japan style wrestling isn't. Right. It's like 40 minute main events and stuff, Mm -hmm. which you don't see. Yeah. And like. Not as many people, it's unfortunate, but not as many people know who Kenny Omega is. Right. So he can't come out and do his, like, video game stuff or... I don't know if I agree with you. He can do whatever he wants. He can, but maybe if they don't get the ratings or different people to build his creativity up with, I don't know what I... Do you know what I'm trying to say? No, I'll probably cut all this (laughs) out. Okay. Okay, Vintown, who is your wrestler of the week? I think I'm also going to go with the Golden Lovers. I'm not going to just choose one. Watching this, I'm just like, you guys are my everything. This is everything I want from wrestling is like you two just being around, being friends, having the greatest matches ever. Yeah. And they are like the same, but they're so different too. I don't know. I just really like them. And last night after we watched that, I had a little buzz on. I was like, I'm signing up for New Japan World. Done did it. Done did it. Gonna yeah, watch I was matches. buzzed up. I was like half crying. I'm like, YouTube that interview where Kenny said Kota couldn't come to AEW. Oh my god, that <laughs> the one you pulled up. You can hear whoever recorded it like crying. Yeah, so like Kenny does this after double or nothing. A star cast like Q and A, and someone asks him about Kota, and he just he's so melodramatic. Like, in his... I mean, I don't know if he's being serious or not, but it's just like... I think he is. Like, every other word is holding back tears. Yeah. You're getting worked, bro. Think if... I don't think I am. (laughs) I think you're jaded and (laughs) cold-hearted. Okay, well, do you have any quarantine wrestlers of the week? Because I don't want to talk about this anymore. Oh, my quarantine wrestler of the week was Kota Ibushi! I miss you. I hope you've learned how to use a pen. I really like your wrestling practice facility. Yeah. Did you see a, there was a flag on the wall where it was called, I think it was called Chai Ballet Club. Like, is that a oh, bullet no. club? Like, oh, no. Chai Ballet. I don't know. I didn't. I'll have to look back at that and screenshot it. Yeah, do it. Uh, my quarantined wrestlers of the week are the Hung Bucks. Kenny Omega, Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson. Hey, I got I got hung? something. That was when they were a trio. That's what they called them. Like hung? Like hung. Oh, my God. 
Hung, like William Hung from American Idol. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Yeah. <laughs> she bang, she bang. Oh, baby, when she moves. So this is like a weird side effect of the quarantine situation is to find out which wrestlers care about their family. <laughs> Tur- turns out it's Roman Reigns, Adam Page, and the Young Bucks. Oh my God, Roman Reigns. We haven't even talked about that. WWE is just like erasing him from I, their timeline. I think that's um, overblown. Okay. It's discussion for a later date. Yeah. Come if back. That's, if that's still going on next week, we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk next about week. it. But as for now, it's time to say goodbye. Oh, you don't want to <laughs> discuss more about your wrestlers who care about their families? No. Okay. <laughs> We're done fellow bullies so thanks for listening be sure to check us out bby face bullies on instagram and twitter we also have a very public youtube channel subscribe like share review and as always no heels allowed so that was sammers i'm vintown and we just want to say good night and good luck bang oh fuck we did it wrong again we always do it wrong. That's our MO. Wrestling is my life. Talk to me. Tell me your name. You blow me off like it's all the same. You lit it fierce and I'm taking away like a bomb. Yeah, baby. She bangs. She bangs. Oh, baby. When she moves, she moves. I go crazy cause she looks like a flop But she stings like a bee Like every girl in history She bangs, she bangs